Welcome to the Daddy Sharps Podcast, everybody. You are listening to episode number 73. And my name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. Sure are. Episode number 73. That's a lot of episodes, John. Hey, we're getting up there. We're winning people some money. Getting up there. We're in a lot of money. Hey, but we're also just a couple of dads who break down the games your square hole buddies are too scared to break down. So be sure and check us out on social media at Daddy Sharps and at Daddy Sharps Podcast. We're also on YouTube and we have a ton of stuff on our website, which is DaddySharps.com. And coming up in this podcast, we got two weeks to break down the Super Bowl and we've already got our best bets for you. We're also going to take a look at the ref and his crew for Super Bowl 58, the Zebras, and we're going to discuss how they could influence our betting here. But we always begin the podcast recapping our best bets from last week. A ton of action on the Ravens, and the Ravens didn't show up. 10-9 and nine overall on best bets and featured bets last week. Luke, take it away. Where'd yeah. we go wrong? Where'd we go right, baby? Oh, we would have been so much better <laughs> had the Ravens actually showed up to play the game. And I don't yes. blame the players necessarily. Uh, I, I bet the play calling and the coaching decisions were just horrid. Yes. All right. So I, I really love these bets, and this guy proved me wrong. Jared Goff, I said, would throw over... 0.5 interceptions, and he would rush for one and a half yards because he would have to. Both were losers. Goff showed us, and me especially, that team next season is going to be lights out. One or yes. two positions away on the defense, lights out. And we said uh, one of the keys to the 49ers uh, Lions game was the 49ers pass rush. Man, uh, that's going to play a lot into the Super Bowl picks because they just didn't show up either. Goff had all the time in the world. They got to him a couple times, but he was slinging that ball. They also yes. said, though, that the Chiefs-Ravens under 12 and a half in the fourth quarter would hit. And I said, take the second half under as well. May as well. Or you could do one or the other or both, whatever. Yeah. Both of those hit. The Chiefs scored zero points in the second half. Zero points, and they still won the game. And I'm going to... Right, they did it again. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this more in our picks because it influenced a lot of our picks as far as the Chiefs are concerned. Did the Chiefs actually win that game or did the Ravens lose that game? Yes, and staying there in Baltimore, I had the under 44 and a half for the entire game and Gus Edwards over 10 and a half rushing attempts. The under, never in doubt, as this game finished at a total of 27 points. And I have no idea why Baltimore chose not to run in this game. Gus Edwards, first carry of the day, first quarter, 15 yards. Then he didn't get another handoff until the second half, and he finishes the day with three carries. I have no idea what happened there. I don't know why they didn't go to him more. Just stupid. Ugh. And then the Detroit game, Ayuk, I had over 79 and a half yards. Detroit, they've given up a 100-yard receiver in seven straight games. Not today. I, I picked the one game they didn't do it. So Ayuk was held underneath there. I also had Gibbs under 46 and a half rushing yards. I went against the public there, the anti-public bet, and I hit it. Gibbs finishes with 45 yards. Thanks to that fumble. He found his little butt on the bench. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, I like Gibbs, but not that day. <laughs> I took, I it actually took Gibbs on, uh, over a little bit. I got a better number than that. And I thought that was going to hit and, and uh, oh, I just didn't. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're on to this week. We're on yes. to this week. We've got, we know we have two weeks before the Super Bowl, but let's start it out by giving everyone the lines at what they are right now. And we tape this on Tuesdays now, Tuesday evening, Pacific and Mountain Time. 
So here are the lines as of recording this, because it's been changing back and forth all over the place. Yes. The San Francisco 49ers are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. The 49ers favored by two this evening. The over-under is still sitting at 47 and a half. So that line opened at three. Money poured in on the Chiefs. No one got the three. No. Vegas Insiders got the three. Moved down to a one, went up to a one and a half because it looks like better than like the 49ers at one and one and a half. Woo. So I'm I'm going with a uh, a prop sale here, sir. I'm afraid of the sides. I yeah. mean, you have talked about this. The data says San Francisco, yep. but our brains and mind say you cannot bet against Mahomes. He's tough to bet against. So my best bet, sir, I'm going to stick on the prop side. What about you? I like it. I like it. I I, I'm going to dive, you know me, I just yes. go for it. I'm, a, I'm yes. a little maverick, a little renegade compared to you, which is maybe not a, the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> hey, it works sometimes. It works. It works sometimes, <laughs> but uh, I, I do pick a side. I do yes. pick a side uh, and we'll get to that. We'll get yes. to that. But, um, but it, boy, it's been a lot of consternation. John. Yes. So start us so, off. Start us off. I'm excited about your prop bets. Let's yes. go. So something I wanted to start off here with. Uh, the reason we're giving these bets now, we like where these are two weeks out. Next week, you're not going to get these numbers or you're not going to get this type of vig. So these bets, you're probably going to want to make all of these best bets this week, even though we're still over two or we're two weeks away. Yeah, great point. Great point. First one here, Rasheed Rice over six and a half receptions. I am staying away from the yardage on Rice here and going with the receptions all the way. Me and you, we watch this guy all year long. Rice catches a lot of screens, slants, short yardage passes. To get yards, he almost has to break something. He depends on Yak, and I think the number is priced correctly here at 67 and a half. I've been very high on Rice since training camp. Beat reporters said way back then, that this guy would be the number one ride receiver in Kansas City. He just needed time to learn the Andy Reid playbook, and that has come true. In the first 10 games of the season, Rice averaged just under four catches a game. In the last nine games, this guy's averaging seven catches a game. I love the six and a half. You can't go over this number. The value is six and a half. In those last nine games I highlighted earlier, he has less than seven catches twice. Now the matchup, San Francisco, they give up the fifth most catches in the NFL this season to the wide wide receiver position. They are much better at yards to the wide receiver, which is why I don't like the yardage prop on Rice. And finally, Mahomes trusts this guy. Mahomes trusts Rice in these big games at big plays. I think we all can agree the safety blanket for Mahomes, his most trusted man in the playoffs, Travis Kelsey, This guy's been targeted 27 times. Rice, 25 times. He's right there with them. Again, get this number this week. It's already going up on the VIG. It opened at minus 110, and now it's all the way up to minus 125. You wait till next week. It's going to be too late to get that. Yeah, that's going to shoot up. And I've got a lot more on why that and Kelsey and some other uh, dink and dunks for the Chiefs is the way to go. I think it's the way to go, just yes. like they played the Ravens. Similar yes. defenses. All right, man. My next best bet, uh, and I haven't shared any of these. I got a, I got a little preview of yours, and I love it. I love Ooh, most of them. Nice. Most of them I love. Yeah. So I wonder about, you know, I got to get you. So that reaction right there tells me that you actually maybe like this bet 
of mine. I do. Uh, Stay right. tuned for the featured bets. <laughs> we share our, we share our notes on our screens to each other as we're yeah. as we're uh, going here. Yes. Uh, my best bet is Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. Open up at 11 and a half. I think 12 and a half is still good. Everyone likes to say Purdy isn't known for running. He's no Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes for sure, but he's had big rushing games against high pressure pass rushing teams this season. Listen to this. 13 yards against the Buccaneers, 16 against the Bengals, 17 against the Vikings, 17 against the Steelers. And he ran five times last week for 40, or just a couple of days ago, I should say, for 48 yards against the Lions. His longest run, 21 yards against one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. He's showing us he will do it on his feet. He will do whatever it takes. He won't slide if he doesn't have to. I just really like that 12 and a half. And, and it was still, the VIG was pretty low on that. I think it was still about 10 cents on the dollars. But again, your point, get it now. Yeah, I love that bet. I love that one for sure. All Excellent. right, you're going to notice, you're going to notice a little theme here between the podcast and the featured bets. Christian McCaffrey over 88 and a half rushing. I am big on McCaffrey this week and you're going to see it throughout all of our bets. He is the engine for this 49ers offense. He led the NFL in rushing yards from scrimmage touchdowns. He is near the top in touches and rushing attempts. And he missed a couple games on the year. He'll most likely win the offensive player of the year award next week. This game is the reason they traded for Christian McCaffrey and a little intangible here. Let's not forget the infamous Atlanta, New England Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons who built the 28 to three lead. One of the arguments for the comeback was Shanahan didn't run the ball enough in the second half. His lead back in that his lead back in that game had 11 carries. Then Shanahan makes it to the Super Bowl again. This time as a head coach of the 49ers, lo and behold, against the Kansas City Chiefs again. This guy builds a 20 to 10 lead at the start of the fourth quarter, only to lose again 31 20 after a 21 point Chiefs fourth quarter. In that game, Shanahan's lead back ran the ball 12 times. Shanahan will not let history repeat itself here. Last week, Shanahan fed McCaffrey with 20 carries despite being down 24-7 at halftime. In the divisional round, McCaffrey had 17 carries in a close game. Arguably the best player on the 49ers roster. This guy's going to get the volume to hit the over 88 and a half rushing yards. Now, look at who he's facing. The Kansas City Chiefs have been lights out on defense. You're going to hear it all week. These guys are great. Well, they're great against the pass. Their weakness is the run. DVOA has this unit ranked 27th rush defense in the league. The 49ers are second best at running the ball using DVOA metric. It's the biggest mismatch in this game and one of the biggest mismatches in all of the playoffs so far this year. By this line this week, this number is going up fast. In fact, I think it's already up to 90 and a half, which I still think is okay. And I believe this award show is on Thursday and he's the odds on favorite to win offensive player of the year. If you try to buy this after that, it's going to be too late. Every, everybody's going to be on this. Yeah. The, the squares will be on it and the squares love all well, the squares love to bet both teams as well. Yeah. But yeah. I couldn't agree more. This is a great bet. This is a fantastic bet. I think this guy, if they're smart and this is the big dilemma for me, this, this right here is, is one of the dilemmas for me. I'm picking a side is that Shanahan is is stubborn as well. And he's just going to run McCaffrey, run McCaffrey, run McCaffrey. Yes. And so he learned. <laughs> I'm going to build on your success here, my man. 
I've Ooh. got a best bet. Christian McCaffrey over 18 and a half rushing attempts. Love and it. Here's why. It's well, it's high for you. I can tell. Like I'm looking at your face right now, and I can tell <laughs> I, that's a I'm little gonna, high for you. I, I love it actually. I had it as a featured oh. bet. <laughs> I, I I did see I did see that. I love it, sir. I love it. I'm all over it. But well, but I, you're right. It's the, the number's right where it's. This is why you're giving it on a Tuesday. You don't want it, it any higher. You got to get it out before it gives the twenty. Uh, the week of the uh, the week leading up to the Super Bowl. And and I and I and I tackled this a, a different way. Building on your success, I'm just looking at the math. The 49ers run the ball 48.2 percent of the time. The average they average around 60 to 61 plays per game indoors on turf and i think we actually we, we have we calculate their their pace and tempo around 60.56 i think is what it is uh it's not that's pretty exact to say something around there but that that's that's the exact number i just remember that from looking at it today <laughs> we are good so, at numbers uh, that's why so, we right this. so there we are uh indoors on turf you know that usually means a slight increase of plays for teams because you, you just go faster right yes. so if we're talking 62 plays for the 49ers, which which isn't a reach. It's only one more play or from their average, uh, or two more plays, really. Um, that would mean 29.9 rushing plays and 32.1 uh passing plays, right? McCaffrey gets between 65 and 70 percent of all the carries every week. Last week, 71% of all the carries went to McCaffrey. He gets 5.3 yards per carry. The Chiefs allow 4.5 yards per carry. Do the math. I see 19.4 carries for Christian McCaffrey and 97 yards. And that kind of sounds low, actually, if they stick to the run. If they stick to the run, especially if they have a lead that they take over in the second half, which could be possible, and he continues to run, that seems low to me. Also, the Lions were number one uh, against the run for the entire season, and they looked like it at times. The 49ers had to work they had to work yeah. in that game but they stuck to it and that's my next point i kind of mentioned it before kyle shanahan is stubborn he sticks to what he wants to do he's got an ego i yes. want to do this and this is what i'm gonna do he doesn't change much during a game and that to me also means high volume for uh cmc uh he's gonna be hungry he's gonna have an award under his belt he's gonna prove himself for super bowl I like that over. I love the yards over, and I love him over 18 and a half rushing attempts if you get it right now. I like that a lot. Obviously, I love that. <laughs> All right. Prepare yourself, sir. I know, I know Tay Tay's there. I know she's in the building. Are you ready to hear this bet? I like Travis Kelsey under 72 and a half. What are you talking about? Did I, did I catch everyone's attention there? Yes. Kelsey yeah, you, under you, you yards. And guess what? I'm going to say wait to bet this until next week. The public will be on the over all week long, especially after the 116-yard game he had against Baltimore. This total is going to go way up. The last time these two teams met in the Super Bowl, Kelsey had 43 yards, no touchdowns. San Francisco is a middle-of-the-road defense against tight ends in terms of yardage allowed on the season. Kelsey in the playoffs, this dude's on a heater. Over 200 yards in the last two games and three touchdowns. Before that, including a wild card game, Kelsey did not score a touchdown in seven straight games and was under 72 yards in four straight games, under 84 in five straight games. I want to see where this number goes next week, and then I'm going to buy it. But I'm going to wait for the public to bet that baby up. But I still like it at 72 and a half. I think that's a really good number. I'm just getting cushion waiting for next week, but you could still buy 72 and a half as it's, it's a safe number for me. I like it as a best bet. 
Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. I, I like the argument. Um, you know what's inter- interesting though? So far, none of us have talked about touchdowns. You know, I, I keep thinking about it. Touchdowns. I think uh, it seems like a sucker's bet to me. It just really it, does. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, how do you, I've never looked at touchdowns. Oh, scoring first. Or, yeah. Uh, which which is fun to play. Which is fun to play. I'll I'll plop it's down. Fun. Ten bucks on a little that, bit. It, you know. Yeah. Ten I, bucks on a third on a, on a forty seventy to one. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, some tight yeah. end. That's yes. fine. That's fun. Yes. Yeah, never am I. I've never bet touchdowns because uh, unless it's a quarterback, but because of that reason, man, I don't know the game plan. Yes, I'm not in. I'm not in the meeting room. I, well, you and I were talking on the phone, and I forgot Kelsey scored a touchdown. Uh, we were going over stats, and and I was looking at <laughs> I was looking at yeah. Pro Reference, and I was on there with you. I was like, wait a minute, Kelsey just scored a touchdown? Yeah, I remember <laughs> right. the one. And it wasn't until I went back and look, I replayed the game today, and I said, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that touchdown. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. I think that's one where his brother, uh, and if you haven't watched their podcast this week, you should go watch it and listen to it. Oh, uh, I got to see it. Yeah, about how uh, uh, the uh, the Kelsey brothers talk about Bill's Mafia and what a fantastic afternoon his brother <laughs> had among the Bill's Mafia. He went nice. out and tailgated with him. Oh, that's bro. awesome. <laughs> All right, finally, uh, I'm, I've got the last bet here in Best Bets. And this is where I'm taking a side. And I want you to chime in here. I'm going to ask you some questions as I go. It's going to be a little bit longer, a little wordy. But I'm really breaking this thing down. And this is what I'm thinking. Because, you know, I I think that, you know, you and I are, are everyone in the world is scared to take a side. Uh, because data always shows one thing. And then and then you're thinking the other thing. And it's, you know, you should think the other thing in the Super Bowl. And that's why I'm taking uh, the best bet here at the Chiefs plus two. I, I just don't think there's any other bet you can make there's more value in the money line yeah absolutely i think this could be a close game you know what we didn't think about either and this is the first year uh where they have the new overtime rules where you've mm-hmm. got to go for two after the second uh yeah. second round of uh um yeah it's, it's at two overtime. man it's at yeah. two yep that's a two-point conversion yes true true what if mm. Mm. Our data says 49ers all day long. Everyone with a model is going to tell you the same thing. And 49ers are the better team on paper. There's no doubt about it. I think we're going to see, uh, I don't, you know, maybe a one and a half again. Maybe we're never going to see a two and a half and we're never going to see a three again. And I think you got to take the Chiefs for three and a half reasons. So here's, here's reason number one. All right. The X factor, Patrick Mahomes. What can we say that hasn't already been said? He's been showing us for several seasons. He is the coolest customer on the field in high pressure situations. We see it week after week. I still think the Ravens lost last week's game. Several personal fouls we saw. Zay Flowers fumbled, fumbled for a touchback. Lamar looked like a rookie at times. Like, what was he doing? And, yeah. and throw it away. Make a decision, dude. And, and most importantly, the Ravens completed completely uh, deviated from their normal game plan. We're not going to talk about the, you know, the running necessarily, but they, they played zone defense against Mahomes instead of going man-to-man and going after Mahomes, getting more people in the box. And that seemed to force the Ravens into a panic on offense, it looked like almost. Like they completely abandoned the run, but they but they but it felt like they they thought they had to compensate for Mahomes. Like we've got to keep, keep up with him somehow. Uh, we got to do something different because the guy's so good. Even though the Chiefs put up zero points in the second half, again, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. So tell me if I'm wrong. Mahomes really in this game just has to do his job. 
He extends plays. He runs when he needs to. He finds receivers. He's the smartest player on the field. 30 for 39 against the Ravens. His longest pass was to MBS. It was a 32-yarder at the end of the game. He just kind of hurled it up there because he knew that he was just streaking. And if he just threw it up there, maybe there was a, a chance to catch it and win it. We could just, yep. you know, kneel down from there. And, that, and that's what happened. And his offense possessed the ball. Let's check this out, John. They possessed the ball, and we talked about this, for 37 minutes and 30 seconds. 15 more minutes than the Ravens. Ooh. So back me up here. Back me up here. We're not talking about Mahomes just, you know, having a fan. He's got to have a fantastic game. We're talking about him having just – being Mahomes, am I right? A, no, a normal game. Well, by his standards, not even a great game. Just don't turn it over and move the ball, keep the ball. <laughs> Absolutely. So what does that mean? Like that that means, and you tell me this all the time, take what they give you. Just take yes. what they give you. Yes. yes. Reason number two, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo. Chiefs defense is not the best defense compared to the Ravens and the 49ers. Not on paper, but this is the best defense and the most balanced team that the Chiefs have had. The Chiefs secondary has proven they are good, and they can absolutely, I think, match up against the 49ers receivers. Their D-line is basically, though, just Jones and some no-names who are playing lights out right now in great schemes, thanks to Spagnolo. Mahomes is a data and spread breaker. You've been telling me that. How many times did you tell me that oh, this week? Yes, he is. He is. He's, he's one of the most dangerous players. I've, I have elevated him on the list. My my three players that I in in history that I didn't like betting against. I'm leaving Tom Brady out of this because everybody knows that. Uh, Russell Wilson in his heyday, mm -hmm. Deshaun Jackson destroyed you in fourth quarters all the fucking time. Didn't matter even if he had a a punt return. And now Mahomes is in there. He's he's a data buster. He is. He is. And you left one out, Tom Brady, because he 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 also is. Yep. A, a spread and data uh, breaker, except. Spagnuolo beat Tom Brady twice. Two Super Look Bowls. At Look at as, that. <laughs> as defensive coordinator for the Giants, and he will beat Brock Purdy. I don't think we're saying, saying Brock Purdy is on the same level as these guys. No. Okay, you ready for reason number three? Yes. The 49ers' defensive scheme. So we've been saying all along, all season, the 49ers are the weakest the weakest part of their defense, I should say, is their secondary, especially their safeties. It looks to me like they don't trust their secondary. Like, like they, they played zone against the Lions. Did you see the same thing when, when they were playing? Obviously, you saw them play zone. But yeah. Like, what? But what were your thoughts when you're watching that game? And they're just they're just letting Goff and just move down the field at just go, just letting him go. Yes. What, what were you uh, thinking? It, it led to my first best bet of the evening. Rasheed Rice is going to have a day. <laughs> Five yard dinks and dunks <laughs> all day long. Reception, reception, reception. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, they don't trust their secondary, it seems like to me. And if they play zone against the Chiefs, again, Mahomes is going to tear them apart. The Chiefs are happy with controlling the ball and hitting short to medium uh, uh, passes. It, it just it doesn't make sense that we saw the Ravens do kind of the opposite. It, it was like Lamar Jackson, he tried to hit a home run every time. By scrambling, yes. Just throw the easy passes because Mahomes on the other end was just moving down the down the field. Yep. Forty Niners also have the worst rush defense in the playoffs so far. Uh, their defensive line, uh, they're supposed to be this badass defensive line. Pass rushing though is is zero. Mahomes is gonna have plenty of time. He's gonna have plenty of time to throw the ball. I know this is long, but here is number reason 
or reason or number, however you want to say it, three and a half. Are you ready for this? Yes. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Uniforms. Uh oh. What? Uniforms? (laughs) What do they got here? Brass knuckles? We're we're done. Yeah, someone's pulling out a knife. What was the movie? What was the movie where the guy is, uh, he's his very beginning of the movie. It's the hard last, The Last Boy Scout. I oh, know where you're going. This guy pulls out the gun and he starts shooting people running yeah. out of the field. Yep. The, chief, the Chiefs had the choice and they chose today to play in their red jerseys. Now, teams wearing white jerseys have won 16 out of the last 19 Super Bowls. That would include the 49ers this time. But the Chiefs beat the 49ers in Super Bowl 54 wearing their red jerseys. Oh, baby. Also, stats are kind of silly. I love the stats. I love these things. But they're kind of silly. Mahomes is also, to counterbalance all that, 18-3 and three straight up in games played in the Mountain and Pacific time zones. 18-3 and three straight up. So give me the Chiefs yes. plus two and a half. Yeah. And there's something to be said for the stadium. They go to this stadium once, once a year, every year. Oh, that's yeah, that's a great the, point. Division foe. So that you're not going to see the Chiefs get in trouble partying in Vegas. They go there every year. It's a great point. They know they know the ins and outs. That's right. Yes. All right. Are you ready for this next session? We're, we're in a deep dive here. This is a good one. This is a good one. I am. You want to start us off here? No, I'll take I'll start us off here. Let's let's now shift our attention to our bonus stuff, and that is. Let's talk about referees. We're going to tackle several questions, or maybe just two questions or three questions, about refs in the Super Bowl and whether the refs and their tendencies can kind of be key to a lot of your prop bets out there that you're trying to set up this week. So, John, question number one, obviously, is how much can a ref, do you think, and or his crew influence a game? And this year's ref, we should say, is Bill Vinovich. More on him later, but what do you think? Yes, I've got I've got stats on Bill Vinovich. Here. Oh, give, do, lay do them out here. Can, I want to hear. Them. This is like old school 1950s radio. You hear that paper? Lay them out. <laughs> yes. Coming out. We're coming out. All right. Little little interesting tidbit here. Vinovich last refed a Super Bowl. Any idea what it was? Oh, it was San Francisco, Kansas City. So we actually have a little something to pull from. In that game, he called nine penalties total, six and five on each. So not not too egregious. Stop that. Okay, I did. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. I love yeah. this. So he, he did do that. Uh, he did call one game. Him and his crew this playoff, and it was Tampa Bay, uh, Detroit game, and he only threw eight flags there. He did not call any games uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. However, he did ref a San Francisco game. Any idea on what ref? San Francisco would hate to see in this in this particular matchup here. This this guy did he did he what was it what was the was there a controversial call or something? Come on, tell it me. It was the San Francisco Baltimore game where San Francisco got wow. destroyed, and he called ten penalties on San Francisco, tied for their most of the year. He was calling them all day long. So that's uh, super think, interesting. Yes, I think this could definitely influence the game. Maybe Kyle Shanahan changes some things up, but we saw when you change things up to face Mahomes, that's not a good idea. Take a look at John Harbaugh not running the ball last week. <laughs> that so, is su- super interesting. Uh, I got some stats on what he calls, but is that something you want to go into later? Or you want to go into that now? Let's let's uh, wait. Put push pause on that. 
Yes. Pause yes. on that because um, I it, it's interesting. That is a fascinating stat about that last game against the 49ers. You know, they must they must talk trash or something, or they must talk. I wonder if Shanahan. It was, it was 10 flags for 102 yards. And I'm trying to remember what the exact score was. Was it 56-19? They were throttled in that game. By yeah, it was huge. It was yeah. huge. Yeah, it was huge. And but a hundred yards and penalties, by far the most yardage they gave up all year. And they did give up ten penalties in two other games, but one of them was the very first game of the year. So you really everybody has higher penalties in the first game of the year. So this is a this is a ref on the year that they did not have good luck with. Interesting, because you know, um, look, there's a human factor here. There's a human factor here. And I wonder if Shanahan has a little mouthy every now and then you see him on the sidelines and he gets a little mouthy. And I wonder if there's like a kind of an ego kind of, you know, comes from some lineage of coaching. And I just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just, just, I I wonder if that's something there because Vinovich and his crews, they, they call the least number of penalties throughout the NFL. They don't throw flags. They don't throw a lot of them compared to every other crew. They don't throw them. They're not so, which leads up to our next question. How could fewer flags factor into this matchup? And let me just give you these two little stats. The Chiefs average this season, they've averaged 5.3 penalties per game. Uh, Let's just say that we're called. We should qualify that. The 49ers averaged 5.8 penalties per game. Maybe that one game kind of jacked them up a little bit there. So, (laughs) So when we think about, you know, some, some of our prop bets and some of our player positions, uh, if this crew throws the fewest number of flags among all crews in the NFL they have on the season, but they attack San Francisco or it just called them out for for penalties, what does that mean for some of the matchups? What are we looking at? You go ahead, give me rip off those stats. Let me hear it. Well, I I looked at this. So these guys don't call a lot of penalties, but the ones that they do like to call, the, by far the most that they call are false starts. I don't know how false starts are going to affect a Super Bowl because it's usually quieter at a Super Bowl. All the pros will tell you a uh, Super Bowl is usually much quieter game because it's it's full of rich guys. Um, but they the average game gets 2.24 false starts per game. These guys call it at a rate of 2.76, which could factor into this. Um, and then his second most popular call, which is bad news for the Chiefs here. These guys, out of all the few flags that they throw, they like to call holding a lot. <laughs> so the Chiefs better be wearing white gloves that day because this well, who, guy's going to call them. Who was the lineman who got called for like three holding penalties in, uh, for the Chiefs? Oh, yeah, that, and that guy. He's got the most in the league. Yeah, he's, he got holding. And then there's, there's a couple drives there that pushed him out of field goal range in that last right. game where they were called false starts. That, and, that's right. Right. I did not see injuries yet, but maybe you did. Uh, Tooney is Tooney back for this game? No, I think he's. I think he's been ruled. Uh, I could be wrong here. I think he's been ruled out. So you still got you got a backup in there again, and this is this is a crew that likes to call penalties on the offensive line. They they don't throw many flags, but the ones they do, it's holding, and it's false starts. Interesting, interesting. Yes. So I think. Uh, other 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 areas uh, that I don't know about this crew, but other areas um, defensive pass interference. I think the teams are kind of tied there because that's a that's a huge factor in a game, right? Kansas City has one yeah. more DPI call than the 49ers in the season. Uh, holding 
Chiefs have this have the second most calls against them for holding on the season. Defensive offsides, 49ers, third most calls against them for offsides. So that's interesting too, as we as we look at these two lines going against each other. And if they let them play, then they let them play. There was one stat though that I heard, um, and and you're going to see more in our featured bets. I've got I've got some more uh, tight end play there uh, and bets going on. You had a Kelsey bet under. Uh, these refs could the way the no calls could favor Kelsey and the 49ers a little bit in that the 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 Chiefs are uh are the one team with the most chip plays in order to get their tight end open or the screen Ooh. plays you know I should say yeah yeah uh, uh not screens what am I looking for um pick, blah, uh, uh, pick. thank you yeah pick I'm play thinking about basketball yeah uh, yeah pick plays and that's and it, which releases Kelsey but on the same side the San Francisco 49ers do it too with with Kittle so I've got a lot riding on Kittle in this game too it's gonna be really interesting but I heard that stat that if they don't call those penalties these tight ends get open and it's kind of kind of ripe for the you know 49ers there um I'm not saying Kelsey gets yardage because they're gonna dink and dunk but I think he might be over receptions there mm. uh. Yeah. You want to hear a couple fun facts? A little fun yes. fact break? Yes. Fun fact break. I okay, like fun. It. And then we're going to get into coin tosses. But first, fun Let's facts uh, that could or could not influence the bets. Uh, Vinovich will be the only ref, you mentioned this, uh, to have uh, refereed a Super Bowl between the same two teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, here he goes again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's this. He has refed two other Super Bowls. Do you know what they what they are? You know one, obviously, because you said it, the Chiefs, and I said yeah. it, the Chiefs, 49ers, and Super Bowl 54. You know the other one? No. Seahaw- Seahawks, Patriots. We were there in the stadium. Oh. Super Bowl 49. Yes. Uh, he does have he does have another famous play. I just came across this today. What was this? Oh, the, the infamous no-call pass interference uh, against New Orleans. Who was that team? Who did they play? Uh, oh, the LA Rams. It was the it was the play that sent the Rams to the Super Bowl and robbed. I shouldn't say that. Robbed Drew Brees of his chance to go to Super Bowl in the NFC Championship game. It was a no call defensive pass interference. I don't know if you remember it. He was the guy threw a bomb and it was all the way down on like the seven yard line, and uh, the the Ram just completely tackled the receiver. I can't remember yeah. who the receiver was. Yep. They didn't call pass interference. And they actually changed the rule the next year where you could uh, review pass interference calls. I read this story on that today. Uh, Vinovich had to leave with the cops out of that field. And the cops had to stay at his hotel room the entire night. And they had to get him on a flight at 6 a.m. the next day to get him out of that town. (laughs) I do remember that. That was egregious. We all... Hopefully... Hopefully a call like that is not made. And obviously he bounced back from that because he's, he's doing Super Bowls again. This will be a, another a third Super Bowl for him. So I don't think he's made bad calls like that again, but <laughs> you know, who, you know, who benefited from that, that rule change a lot where it was Pete Carroll. He used to challenge all the time, yes. uh, defensive pass interference, and he would win it all the time, but yeah. he, but uh, uh, against Vinovich in that Patriots Super Bowl 49, uh, we remember Edelman uh, making that t- touchdown where he cuts inside and he pushed off. It was offensive pass interference to get that step back to the outside. They score a touchdown against the Seahawks, and that was a no call. Mm. Clear, go back and watch it. Clearly yeah. pass interference. 
He does not call a lot of pass interferences. Let's get into, <laughs> let's get into coin tosses real fast because I think this stuff is fascinating. Super Bowl coin tosses have been heads 27 times, tails 30 times. In Chiefs Super Bowls with Reed as coach and Mahomes as, as a QB because they actually played the first Super Bowl and I think like the sixth or fourth or fifth or something. Uh, so they they played Super Lenny Dawson back then. We're not going to talk yeah. about that. Reed yes. and Mahomes as quarterback. Super Bowl 54 against the 49ers. The call was tails and the Chiefs won hmm. against the Bucks in Super Bowl 55 and uh, Tom Brady. The call was uh the heads or that they landed on heads. The call wasn't heads, but it landed on heads. Chiefs lost. Mm. Super Bowl 57 against the Eagles. Landed tails. Chiefs won. I'm just saying, is there a correlation? If you're watching the game and it comes up heads, does that mean you just like, ah, oh, forget it? You leave your Super Bowl party? Is that is that <laughs> what we're saying? You you live bet. If it's tails, you live <laughs> bet that's what cheap. I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought too. If it heads, then oh, hey everyone, what'd you think about that? Where's yeah. John? Where's Johnny J? Oh, he's in the corner like, on his phone. What are you doing? Check yes. this one out. In the last nine Super Bowls, if the coin landed on tails, the AFC team won. Ooh. Chiefs, Eagles, Chiefs, 49ers, Patriots, Rams, Patriots, Falcons, Denver, Carolina, Ooh. Patriots, Seahawks. If the coin landed on head in the last nine Super Bowls, the NFC team won. Rams versus the Bengals, Bucks versus the Chiefs, Eagles versus the Patriots with the Philly Philly. And last but not least, John, uh, last time an AFC, or excuse me, last time an NFC team won the toss and won the game and the coin was tails. That was when the Seahawks drilled the Broncos. Hey, quick reminder, <laughs> we have a ton more bets on college and the NFL. We'd like to call them our Daddy Sharps featured bets. We share all of them exclusively on our website, daddysharps.com. So go ahead and check those out. And next week, we're going to dive into more of these lines as the money starts rolling in. Maybe take a look at some of those funny little bets that we'll do. We'll look at more props, especially the fun props, like you were saying, you only see these babies in the Super Bowl, National Anthem, Coin Toss, like you're talking about here. And let's recap, though, our best NFL bets for the divisional playoff round, my man. So uh, first, or are you going right. first? Oh, uh, uh, you go first. You go first. But I'm really, <laughs> I'm really surprised you didn't come back on me. Uh, about the, I, if, uh, listener, I always, uh, I always drill, John, because uh, it's the only Seahawks victory in the Super Bowl we have. And it's against his Broncos, and we destroyed you guys. But yeah, but, but you're the better ha- franchise. You're the what, better franchise. What happened after that, though? You're the better franchise. What, what I get after it. That? I get it. <laughs> oh, Denver and, and what's happening sense. now? We still don't. We still don't have a coach. We still don't have a coach. <laughs> ben Johnson decided to stay as an offensive coordinator instead of going with you. <laughs> like All right. It's like we're stuck with Belichick. <laughs> Here's what we are. Uh, we like CMC over eight, 88 and a half rushing yards. Get that now. Kelsey under 72 and a half receiving yards. You can wait till next week when the squares push that baby up all the way to 79. That's my prediction. And then take the under. And then Rice over six and a half receptions. Get that right away. Yeah, I love those as well. Uh, not so sure on the Kelsey bet, but waiting for it. I do like that. I do like that. Uh, CMC over rushing attempts is 18 and a half right now. I think you should get that early as well. They're going to run, run, run if they're smart, smart, smart. And, and I think they will be uh, Purdy over rushing yards. The guy is running. He is running when he has to, and he's going to have to run in this game as well. Cause Jones is going to be after him. Kansas city chiefs. Finally, 
I like him at plus two. All right, that's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. Remember, though, always gamble responsibly and within your means, and the bets we share are based on our own research. We don't always win, Johnny J. And be sure to check us out on social media. Look for the Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter, and we're going to be back next week with all our best bets and much more. Yeah, John, first, though, who is your daddy? We are. Not Stay Seahawks. sharp, everyone. <laughs> the Seahawks are kind of, they're kind of, they're kind of cool. Fine, your Broncos are better. All right.